welcome back everyone to the Playing With Power podcast. Uh, this is John here. Normally Ben does the intro, or aka Chocolate Thunder, aka Mr. Fudge, aka <laughs> Scratchy Voice, uh, back, aka Backdoor Ben. Backdoor Ben. Um, he has a bit. Yeah, he's a bit under the weather. Uh, I know this is later in the week uh, on your timeline, but we record on one night, so he had to bow out. Uh, we're doing issue forty-seven which uh, is Star Fox on the cover. And uh, Mike and I are trudging on here. Oh, Mike, by the way, sorry. Hey, you want to say hi? Yeah, yeah, co-host yeah. here, Mike. Hi. Mike's Mike's still with us, um, and we're going to finish up issue 47 here. <laughs> Mike's always with us. He's like the constant. Yeah, Mike is like the, the plank constant in our uh, speed of light equation. And uh, <laughs> so... Um, we just got done with the Star Fox uh, comic. Uh, it's now later in the week for everyone else, but uh, we're, we're we're hitting up the uh, Game Boy section, uh, and we have Kid Dracula, um, which is I, I one of the more interesting looking platformers that ever came out on the um, on the Game Boy on the original Game Boy. It's from Konami. Um, it's a cool little world. Apparently there's eight different uh, areas that you go through. You start off in Dracula's castle. It's this kind of adorably illustrated... Um, you're like a, a Dracula as a kid with this like super like flame-on like, you know, pompadour hairstyle, I guess. I don't, or not pompadour, but yeah, it's like, how would you describe it's like, it? It's like Lud- Ludwig von Dracula. Right. Um, and you're at, uh, so Kid Dracula snoozing is suddenly awakened by a loud crash. He finds that his butler, uh, standing over and giving him bad news. It seems like while he was asleep, his arch enemy Garamoth has gained control of the sorcerers in the kingdom. And, uh, so Dracula has to deal with this. Uh, and, uh, that's like sort of the, uh, is, he's got to make good of the five weapons left to him by his dad. Um... You can't remember what the five are, though, so he has to go out into the world and, and find um, these weapons to take on uh, Garamoth. It looks it looks really cool, like, uh, is how I describe this game. It looks like Excellent just, graphics. Yeah. Like, this is, looks better than some NES games. And uh, simple, fun. There's The enemies go through generations... Um, there's like zombies, all kinds, like got guys like Jason, you're, you battle all kinds of weird enemies. There's a giant chicken you battle apparently. So it borrows, it's out ahead of family guy there. Um, there's (laughs) roller coaster levels. Uh, it's just a fun, like they, yeah. And they age like some enemies age. Yeah. You fight like a young goblin. A middle-aged goblin, and then like an old blob goblin. Yeah, that's what I was trying to say. They fight the the generations of enemies. Like, someone has really put some thought into this game, uh, and I don't think it really was a very popular game because you don't see him brought up in like modern content or anything like that. But uh, this, like, sort of in the vein of uh, uh, Pocky and Rocky. This might be a, sort of an old gem to go check out if you're gonna go if you're in the mood to play some of the old original um, Game Boy games. So um, it's a pretty standard platformer. Uh, you, you, 
you jump around. You can I think you can hover in the air a little bit. You can turn you turn into a bat, um, and you can fly like over obstacles for up to five seconds. So it'll the dynamic there is that you you have to get over things, um, and then uh, you can hang upside down. <laughs> life uh, life life lessons for later. Like if the person you like doesn't win the election or whatever. <laughs> So, I don't know, it's a cool, cool little game, it's sort of uh, a bit dynamic, a little bit odd, but um, I, would, I would check this out if you're, if you're interested. Definitely. In sort of Game Boy games, so. Uh, that's really all I have to say about that, though. Is there anything you wanted to add to that, Mike? Uh, looks fun, and uh, definitely among the, uh, the upper echelon of Game Boy games, I will try for the taste test. Mm-hmm. Um, if we, we can, have... if we can ever get Brandon back off, the, <laughs> back off the edge of the earth, apparently yeah. he, he, Brandon's been whisked away to the cornfield, <laughs> and he's just uh, sometimes he gets internet if he can find a Tim Hortons or a gas station. So it's not really like podcast material. He's uh, I'm pretty sure when we get an episode in. He's going to have a uh, wonderful little story of pain, misery, deprivation, and woe to, <laughs> to explain why he hasn't been able to do the taste test. Because if you've been missing the taste test, well, so has he. And if you <laughs> haven't, well, he's still missing it, so fuck you. <laughs> um, so we have Joe and Mac. Was looks like they ported it over for any of the NES game over to um, Game Boy here and Joe and Mac. Obviously, is the next game. Um, looks great. Yeah, it looks all right. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm not a giant Joe and Mac guy, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it just kind of looks like a port of Joe and Mac. I, I don't really know what else to say about. I mean, you know what Joe and Mac is. This is just kind of Joe and Mac on the Game Boy. I mean, what do you want to add about it, Mike? Nothing. Tennis. Yeah. All right. Uh, caveman tennis. <laughs> it looks like I don't know the animation's pretty shoddy uh, we have a game <laughs> called Top Tennis if it was <laughs> compiled by cavemen yeah uh, Top Rank Tennis um, so it's tennis it's not Mario Tennis it's supposed to be like regular tennis I don't know why you'd want to play that instead of Mario Tennis but um, there's four player feature you can use a four player adapter so if you get the the four player, if you have three other friends that also have this game, the adapter and cables, you can you can play like technically doubles against each other using the four player adapter, or you can use a game link and play uh, a two player game or a doubles match. I don't I don't know if the doubles if you can play against the computer because that's kind of cool. Um, but let's be honest here, no one here is going to play top rank tennis. So I think we can move forward. <laughs> um, there's also a chess master game. They ported over. It looks like the PC version. Uh, I don't know exactly which engine they've used for this. It's it's it is the chess master line. I'm, I've seen that, like the animation that they have there. I've seen it used in other games. So this is um, done by the same people that make the other chess master games. Uh, what's going to make it good or not is. Um, how good of an engine they put in here, and knowing how much room they have on a Game Boy cartridge, I'm going to bet it's not a very 
robust uh, chess engine. So, um, I don't know. It's chess. It's on the Game Boy. It doesn't really strike me as a format that's really a great way to play chess. But uh, if you're really hankering for for chess in your pocket, you know, sure, go ahead. But I'm going to bet there's plenty of um, iOS and Android games that are multiplayer that you're going to get a lot more chess uh, entertainment out of than than going back and running an old uh, Game Boy Chess Master uh, port. So I would probably just skip that. But apparently they did make they made Chess Master for Game Boy, so that's kind of cool for back then. But for for now, eh, I'm not I'm not interested in it. That's for sure. And I'm relatively interested in chess. And so. a uh, and and a fine bit of uh, social racial commentary. The last insert says, black is checkmated. <laughs> black lives matter. So, <laughs> on to the counselor's corner. <laughs> black pawns matter. <laughs> <laughs> All so, right. the counselor's corner. And uh, we've got Eric Wasop. <laughs> he looks like a, car, like a used car dealer. Yeah. I know what I would say about him. Looks kind of old to be a counselor. But, I don't know. He's giving us tips on Krusty's Funhouse. Fun Where's the bonus room in, in level 4, room 7? And how do I use the blocks in level 4, room 5? Um. <laughs> and then the next one, we've got Tin Chan. Who's like a dead ringer for like Kim Jong-un's cousin. Like skinny cousin. I no. don't know. It, it, if the kid from the Goonies, Gadget from the Goonies, grew up... This is, his te- this is his this is data. Yeah. Yeah, this is this is data in his teen years. <laughs> as like, changing his name to Tin Can. With big t- with big like eighties goggle glasses, kinda he's got those giant glasses going on. Um so anyway, Tim uh is giving us tips on uh out of this world. How do I shoot how do I pass the guards who shoot up through the floor? How do I pass the grenade rolling guard, and how do I defeat the guard in the orb room? So, he's actually giving some pretty good tips here. Um, Joe Bane, uh, who's not related to the Batman villain, uh, <laughs> is giving out might and magic tips. Joe Bane, they like lit him weird for the photo. Like he's and, and Tim, all these photos have the same. There's, like, no light to the, like, well, our right, the person's left, so, like, they're only illuminated from their right, but, and it normally doesn't, it's normally not too bad, but, like, something about Joe, like, most of his, like, half his head isn't illuminated, <laughs> and it, looks, oh, yeah. it just looks kind of odd. We got Joe, know. we got Joe Bain, uh, how do I find the ruby whistle? Well, once yeah. you find the astral brother of Zom, then you'll have my permission to blow the whistle. <laughs> Blow the whistle. Do 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 do. Blow the whistle. <laughs> do 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 do. And then you got Tim Tosser, who looks and has the name of a Harry Potter character. Yeah, he does kind of look like Hagrid, like had sex with um, Malfoy. Whoever the fuck those are. Really? Dude, when Harry Potter came out, it was like I was like twenty, and it was like for twelve-year-olds. So I never uh... latched onto it. Okay. Hagrid's the giant. Malfoy is the blonde, like, dick kid. Oh, like so. Dumbledore's little, uh, little indisc- Dumbledore's indiscretion? 
No, Snape's little bitch, basically. So. <laughs> well, anyway. that, that's what made it all the dirtier. That was a funny Harry Potter joke, but because you're a bitch and you don't know. Anyway. Uh, so, anyway, Tim, Tim Tozer's giving uh, King's Quest 5 Tim, Tal- Tim Taza. Taza. He's a Taza. <laughs> uh, he's saying, how do, I get, how do I find Dink and get out of the labyrinth? And how do I get <laughs> well, the old man? <laughs> how do I get the old man to help me? Well, you find Dink. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. That's pretty bad. Uh, it's like they didn't even bother you know, thinking about how it could read. <laughs> Uh, how, do I, have, how do I get the old man to help me? Well, come on, it's been a while. You know what he's missing. You let him buy you a popsicle? Um, <laughs> you just anyway. gotta drink that special lemonade he makes and then don't complain when you wake up. <laughs> the, you put the pudding in the pops and the pippin in the pops and the, and, the rim, um, and the room spins around and you wake up a little funny. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We have the Power Players Challenge again, so they've given us challenges. Uh, the Legend of Zelda Link to the Past is, uh, can you do the, can you finish the game in, uh, in, with less, Under- in less than 10 lives lost? Yeah, that's What's pretty... This? So, like, they have people that have written in that I, did I it without losing keep, a single life. I think the game There's one track two, of how many times you die. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven people um, all wrote in saying that they were able to beat the game without losing a single life. And that's pretty impressive. So, um, there's. Yeah, that, that is worthy of. That is a worthy achievement. Uh, Super Mario Kart, how fast can you do Mario Circuit 1 in time trial? <laughs> F Zero, how. What's the fastest time you can get a Mute City time trial? And a bunch of other challenges as well. Metroid 2 Return of Samus. Nine minutes, eight seconds to complete the game. That's incredible. That's This is really speedruns before uh, speedruns. And then uh, somehow Ness Open Tournament Golf scored a beat on the Japan course. This guy somehow got negative points. I mean, like, I can imagine, like, even if you got, like, hole in one, that would be like, well, you hit the ball once. I, apparently, like you observe. Do you not hits. know how golf is scored? Uh, it's an amount of times you have to swing to hit the ball to get it into the hole. Okay, so you start at zero. Yeah. And All right, that's strokes. even. No. No. <laughs> so, on the first hole, let's say it's par four, right? So that Do means you know it par usually, four means it takes you. It's averaged uh, four hits, four strokes to get a ball. Okay. In. All right, all right. You follow me? You follow me so far? If I have. Did I do get you that get right? What I, I got that yeah, right so yeah. far? All right. Right, so they're saying it should take you four strokes to do that hole, right? Yeah. So if you do four, it stays at even. But if you, let's say you got three, that's that's one under par. So then your score goes to negative one. Uh, so negative 14 means he's 14 strokes under what they thought par was for the course. Uh, that's so, pretty cool. That's all. That, that's how golf scores work. Huh, pretty neat. All right. So, uh, yeah, fourteen under is pretty good, especially for the Japan course. I remember that game. Uh, it's pretty tough. It's not. Ju- <laughs> it's not just John's uh, dating preference. <laughs> all right. Um, and then, so like we said, we have Ducktales two on the S here. Um, it real. It's just more stages of Ducktales. Uh, they've yeah. got night. Ni- Niagara, 
area, uh, Scotland, Moo. M U. I don't know what that yeah, means. Yeah, Moo. It's like the. Uh, it's like a sunken uh, Asian city. Oh, kind of like, like the a- the Asian Atlantis. Like your point is Moo. <laughs> the point is Moo. All right, uh, and then there's Egypt and Bermuda as well. So. And uh, I like Scrooge for for the pogo jump. You get to see like a, a duck version of an Easter Island statue, <laughs> which looks like he's wearing like a an American War World War Two helmet. I mean, it really is. It's just it's the first game with different areas. Like, there's nothing different about this. Here that I'm it's, seeing, it's like Mega Man Four and Mega Man Five. Yeah, it's the same game. It's it's more Ducktales. So if you like Ducktales and you want more stages, Ducktales Two. If you don't like Ducktales, skip it. <laughs> uh, obviously, it came out really late in the NES uh, release cycle, which is so, why you didn't know about it because you only yeah, had so a Super both, Nintendo, <laughs> right? When it came so. boy. <laughs> All right, and then we have a feature here. On the, the Koai connection, so they go through the different games, um, the, the Koai, uh, Koei? game company. Koei? I don't know, yeah. It's K-O-E-I, yeah, however Koei. that's pronounced. Koei. Uh, they've made, uh, let's see, L'em- the Emperor. L'Empereur. L'Empereur, gang- a game called Genghis Khan, Uncharted Waters, Nobunaga's Ambition 2, and Romance of the Three Kingdoms 2. So... Um, and it goes through the different uh, systems. Uh, Uncharted Waters and Romance of the Three Kingdoms 2 are on Super Nintendo. All the other games are on the NES. And they um, gave and you a, an interesting historical timeline to let you know when the games take place chronologically. So Romance of the right. Three Kingdoms takes place in 190 AD. The Han Dynasty is in disintegration. Warlords around the capital are consolidating their power. Armies are on the move. When the Emperor is cast out, two decades of war follows. And that's actually the prequel, because it's coming out for the Super NES. And it takes place in different scenarios between 190 AD and 215 AD. So you can, like, travel to the Middle East and find out who the fuck these Christian people are. They're popping up out of nowhere. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, Genghis Khan from the humble beginnings, a Mongol from the steppes of Asia. Which is just the Asian leisure suit Larry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, unites the warring tri- Mongol tribes to become the great Khan, and uh, you then go to control the entire known world. And then you uh, go, then, then you go back to Rome and go, hey, I remember, I heard, I remember these Christians. Time to die. <laughs> <laughs> um, actually, Genghis Khan was notable in that he didn't um, strike down other religions when he encountered them. He was actually incredibly welcoming of other religious ideas. Obviously, he wanted them to be part of his empire and, yeah. and be involved in his network, but he didn't stamp out other religions as part of his conquest, which yeah, is kind of notable. That, well, that, that's, the, that's the sign of a good <laughs> warlord. Which you know your 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 warlord could learn a thing or two about this is that when you take control of a race, if you're spending less time trying to crush them and just make everyday life bearable for them, they're kind of going to be okay with what's going on, basically. Yeah, people were kind of encouraged by like the con showing up, like, hey, like he can use his power to make us. You hey. Know. 
Hey, better. this this previous uh, emperor has been persecuting the almighty fuck out of us. So, uh, are you? I don't know. Nope. Are you, are you, are you going to cause me trouble? No. Nope. All right, then go ahead right. and mar- marry your goat. Hang out with that guy's brother, you know, like <laughs> shack up with those dudes. You know, whatever, man. Just pay your damn taxes. Are my taxes going up? No. All right. <laughs> So yeah, um, did you hear? Did you remember the? Uh, fuck, I don't know what the, uh, what the name of the kingdom is, but uh, the Genghis Khan had sent one of his, uh, the son yeah, of one yeah, of that, his generals. I, we talked about this a while back, oh, but yeah, nice. um, it was one of the Central Asian um, empires. Genghis Khan was m- more concentrating on China at the time, and uh, he just wanted to ensure that his. Um, his trade routes could go peacefully through this other empire's like territory, so he sent his trade representatives and ambassador over to negotiate with uh, the leader of the empire. It was Quara. It was Quaresmia. Sure, I'm sure you're butchering it, but um, so he ends up the emperor of this of the uh, of the of this empire like um. Doesn't want to listen to Genghis's emissaries. Oh, I so found he... out his name, and this is a, an interesting uh, thing. It's one of the few Arab names that people know, Aladdin. So Aladdin, the story of Aladdin, basically got came from this guy's name. <laughs> so he basically kills um, almost everyone in the party. It just sends like one or two people back so that they can deliver the message that he doesn't care what. Genghis thinks it all, and so uh, <laughs> Genghis like gets this back. It's like, oh, you're gonna fuck with me? All right. So like, instead of dealing with China, he sent his troops out to this empire, and like within a year, the entire empire had been razed to the ground, and yeah. like the earth had been salted. He like, oh yeah, <laughs> he he even rerouted rivers to flood farmlands, so nothing would grow. He yeah. didn't just want to change ownership. Of this, he he literally took the fucking Quarismid Empire off the map, and yeah, it only like took they a, don't exist in history anymore yeah. because of the all because the leader wouldn't listen to Genghis and just like be like yeah we'll help you keep your trade routes open, so bad call. <laughs> yeah, and it uh, on at the height of its uh, power on the eve of the Mongol conquests, it was a massive area like we're not talking about like some tiny little country no this this wasn't like this was a free empire this this wasn't a city state this was like multiple nations worth of empire and Genghis basically just said fuck you and wiped him off the map because he was a dick (laughs) yeah so he just thought you're gonna kill my general's son that's it. I'm salting and flooding your lands nothing will ever grow and the only survivor the only one that survived was the king himself, so he could yeah. watch his empire literally bleed to death and <laughs> be buried. Don't fuck with Genghis. So, and then we have Uncharted Waters, which is a game about uh, Columbus's era of expansion uh, with Vasco da Gama and sea routes and everything like that. So, your your Portuguese captain. Uh, can you uh, revive the fortunes of your family through trading and discovery? Uh, you have 17 years to prove yourselves and your worth for the king's favor. Um, there's Nobunaga's Ambition, which is feudal Japan, and uh, Lamper, which is a Napoleon 
um, simulator, I guess. So American Revolution has uh, fired the ambitions of the French. Uh, it's the destiny of one young officer to rise up and lead France to dominate Europe. Uh, so you're playing as Napoleon. And so like the and, way that and, all these... And you make it your mission to destroy all soap imports <laughs> so that the women are bangable. Um, all these games are like the same idea, though. It's 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 sort of like troop management on like sp- through spreadsheets. <laughs> like you're not really seeing very much of the battles. It's it's sort of just managing resources and like positioning. It's it's very tactical, very strategic, very number oriented. Um, so. <laughs> It's very hard to recommend these games. If you're in if if you like the really gritty parts of like the Civ series, it's worth your time. If you're not into that, if that's not your your jam, you're really going to have a tough time like trudging through these games, especially as a young kid. Like these are the kind of games that um would just kill your ambition to play games, but I think adults kind of enjoy this a bit more so it wasn't in our vein at the time that like this magazine was coming out but like it's kind of stuff today that you know people tend to enjoy a little more so if you want to play something different than you played as a kid go check out these uncharted waters nogamanaga's ambition lamper uh games stuff like that uh that were put out it also has a little bit here about future games coming apparently they're working on liberty or death a game about the american revolution uh, and there's also Pacific Theater of Operations, which they call PTO. It's a strategy game that puts you in control of either American or Japanese naval forces in the Pacific during World War II. So it's and there and it's more of the same vein. I love uh, I love vein. how it I love how it says history never repeats, but game design <laughs> does. Yeah, the and it's, these games are really all the same thing. They just adjust them um, for the different areas, the different historical periods. So. Um, I have a hard time recommending these, but if it's the kind of thing you're into, it's worth checking out. Uh, there's a, it is a cool feature in that it kind of explains a lot about, I mean, I don't want to spend too much time going through here, but it, it, it explains the guts of a lot of how these games worked. So if you're interested in games like this, it's, I'd say it's worth checking out. This is how so it's pages, uh, 86 through 91 in issue 47 of Nintendo Power if you're interested in these historical reenactment games. So um, that's about as much coverage as I want to give to that. Is there anything else you want to talk about, Mike? Uh, I guess if I ever try anything like this again, it might be the Liberty or Death or the... uh, Pacific one? The Uncharted Waters one. It looks... Uncharted Waters looks a little different. You're right about that. I, I might... I might that one might be it's kind of in the vein of Sid Meier's Pirates but more um yeah. on the world stage and but it's still that like gritty inventory management <laughs> stuff it looks less, like I don't know less word porn yeah so um uh, speaking of porn the next game is Yoshi's Cookie <laughs> Yoshi's <laughs> sweet cookie sweet sweet cookie um so Yoshi's Cookie is a puzzle game right like Dr. It's Mario, a, kind of? Well, you've seen, like, Candy Crush, where you, like, rotate all these blocks okay. to find pairs or a triples or quadruples, and that's what yeah. you do with this. If you've got Dr. Mario Fever or Take It By Tetris, you'll love Yoshi's Cookie, a new puzzle game cooked up by Nintendo. 
review shows the NES game, but will be soon be available for Game Boy and Super NES as well. Fast plays two player puzzler that really cooks. It uh, so, I remember it was a very fun game because it was like a puzzle game. I don't game, remember this game not, at all. Yeah, it was. Well, like again, it's like the game where you like swap. If you mm. ever played like uh, what was it like Puzzle Quest? Okay. Or any games like that, you just rotate the jewels, or in this case, cookies, until you line up like four or five in a row, whatever it takes to uh, cause them to collapse, and you got to clear the screen before it piles up. I've never been that big on that game style. I don't know why. Like it's, I mean, it's I monotonous. get it. Yeah, I don't know. And so. then uh, this game, you know, for a simple concept, they just go into pages upon pages upon pages. Which uh, telling yeah. you like stick with your favorite color, work both directions, be quick with the cursor. Here's a high score strategy. And telling yeah. you like you know let the cookies fall so that you have more to line up to increase your points. Yeah, I don't know. This is. I never. This... I never ever ever got or cared about the concept of points, unless yeah. they were to like give you extra lives. Yeah, if I'm gonna play a Yoshi game. I'm gonna go play Yoshi's Island or something like that. Like, with, the, gonna... with the sound with the sound off so you don't have to hear baby Mario crying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I'm not gonna go play Yoshi's Cookie. I, I just don't care <laughs> about this game. I remember it. I remember not liking it. I remember like this this just this type of game just isn't really my thing. Like I get it. I it's just yeah, you're right. It's monotonous. It's kind of like, eh, all right, fine. So, um, the next game, if you're all right with moving. Yep. Let's we go have back to the Kid Count Caper. Kid Count Caper, the KKK. Uh, it's actually not Kid Count, Kid Clown Caper, but they did use Kid and Clown with K's. In Night it says, Mayor World. So yeah, it's word, a little political. Wordplay, yeah. <laughs> Alright, uh, the clown family has been kidnapped by an evil magician, Nightmare. Oh, somebody, somebody has hope, a will towards clowns? Oh, you don't say. Their only hope is Kid Clown, armed with his trusty red balloons. Kid must battle his way through the henchmen to save his family. He looks, like he, he, find... <laughs> he looks like he belongs in like an old like whiskey jug band. Yeah, the animation here is kind of weird. Um, so there's... Five stages and a sixth battle. I don't know. <laughs> it's just so boring looking. I don't I don't I don't know. <sighs> the ki- where you get to see the kid's weapon, you get to see him fighting what appears to be like a, a giant enemy. He's like, well, it's, it's like so- a gimp. <laughs> the circus gimp. You can hold on to your balloon as you fall, you'll slowly float. So you can float. The red balloon can defeat any enemy. When you throw the balloons, press the control pad in the direction of the enemy. You can open treasure chests. You can climb a beanstalk. If along the way he can grab a balloon while he's in a jet of air and fly up. And Kid Clown can bounce off one of his balloons to jump higher than normal. Drop a balloon on the ground so it turns into a trampoline. That's kind of cool, I guess. Yeah. Um, you can kind of use your one weapon a bunch of different ways. I've just bit... It's just a boring NES game, though, when you're really looking at it. Like, it's a platformer where you have a balloon that can kind of you know, interact with the world. It just, it just looks kind of bland. It looks... I'm, I'm just... Ugh. 
I mean, look look at this page ninety six. So the world's all like pink. All everything that's being illustrated here has like a yellow pink background to it. It's just it's just a game. It's just this coverage doesn't is just not enticing. Like not, looking at this, like nothing makes me want to play this game. Except for his weird left hand where he has thumbs on both ends of his hand. Do you see this? Uh, I'm just, like, mortified at this, like, so-called family photo. No, no, no. Go back to the page before. Look oh, at his I... left hand that's under his suspender. He yeah. has a thumb pinky and a thumb, like, under his suspender. Oh, my God. He really is a redneck. <laughs> So he, yeah, he, he, oh my god, the clowns are like hill folk. I don't know what the hell's going on, but if you look at his left hand on the illustration on page ninety six, um, he has a thumb on both ends of his left hand. If uh, uh, I, I think I know who to blame, and that's Aunt Mom and Uncle Daddy. Yeah, there's probably that family tree don't branch much in the clown in the clown family. Uh, so yeah, I don't know. There's not a lot of coverage here, and what's what is here is just kind of boring. Uh, I mean, I would not be inclined to play this at Spe- all. Speaking of boring, the players' poll contest. All right. Where we can get fifty shirts, where we can go shredding, or for second prize, we can get some Rollerblade Lightning TRS inline skates. With a complete set of protective gear, including helmets, wrist guards, knee pads, and elbow pads, so that when you're forced, so you know, well, you're well, if you're already rollerblading, they know you're gay. So the elbow, the knee pads are great for when you're on all fours. <laughs> and then, if you really want to meet some, 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 some rollerbladers, you can get the grand prize, which you go to Camp Rollerblade. Yeah. Or you can thrash with inline skating's top pros at the exclusive four-day rollerblade camp. Eat, ramp, skatehead. Whatever. Eat, ramp, skatehead. Rage on the ramps with Team Rollerblade. Score your own rollerblade. Lightning, TRS, inline skates, and a complete set of protective gear. You, you, know, you need that gear to protect you from skateboarders who are going to kick your ass. <sighs> Yeah, I don't know. Like, and, and they, gonna, every time they every time they mention was that a, no? That's a uh, oh my god! That's a uh, a cover for the video game. Eighties. Yeah. Oh my god! It's like the Saved by the Bell. <laughs> it's um, awful. Every time they mention Rollerblade in the promo for the grand prize, they use like the copyright like logo for Rollerblade. It's just it's ugh, it's very cheesy. Um, and it's just odd. I don't know. One thing, look at the the picture on page ninety nine of the people that are rollerblading. There's a stop sign with like a street uh, direction like coming out the top of it. I don't think I've ever seen that before. Where like the stop sign's only like halfway up the the, the street, um, like signs. I guess it's weird. Oh my god! It's like someone pulled a Mario and like dropped the pennant. Right? So, anyway. Yeah, it's a whole bunch of rollerblade stuff. I mean, whatever. It's very 90s. It's kind of prototypical. Um, I wouldn't have gone, like, (laughs) the only time I've ever rollerbladed, I broke my arm. So, I'm not exactly big on rollerblades. But, yeah. So, anyway. On to the top 20. Yeah, we get to see what, uh, I can just imagine this is like some kid in a wheelchair who has, like, a really awesome dad. 
who just <laughs> souped everything up. Yep. Or he's so, a, or he's about to or he's a uh, supposed to be a driver playing with his Game Boy who is about to end up in a wheelchair. <laughs> so the Super NES uh, top three uh, we have or top top five. Let's do it. Uh, Street Fighter two, uh, Legend of Zelda: Link to the Past, Super Mario Kart, Star Fox, and Mario Paint are the top five. Um, for Game Boy. The top spot is by a long shot, more than doubled <laughs> number two at uh, Super Mario Land 2, Six Golden Coins, Metroid 2, Return, and uh, Tetris. And then the NES, we have Tecmo Super Bowl, Super Mario Bros. 3, and Legend of Zelda, which is at 55 months on the chart. Uh, that game's still <laughs> holding strong, and obviously for good measure because it's a classic. But oh, yeah, but you got, you got other games like Mega Man 2. Dr. Mario. That's five. That's more than. That's what's well, into the fifth year. <laughs> that has been in the, on the chart. I mean, that's six, that's incredible. Fifty-five months. That's like that's six years, man. No, it's not. So forty-eight right. is four years, and uh, we would be then seven months into the fifth. Man. But yeah. And then Final Fantasy. So, that's still that's still kicking it. Yeah, Final Fantasy's there so, as well. There were, there so, were some RPG yeah. fans. All right, and uh, now playing, we have uh, some coverage here of games that were not covered in the uh, in the issue. Uh, Battle Grand Prix, which is like a uh, racing game. They're saying lots of options for two-player simultaneous mode and slot car mode. That's kind of cool. But they say their their perspective's too tiny, and there's no uh, map of the racetracks showing where you are, so you have no idea. Uh, and you don't have a choice of which computer opponent you can race against. So it's kind of weird they wouldn't do that for a racing game. Um, Star Fox, uh, they're they're saying it's great control, 3D effects of sound. Um, the three courses give the same replayability and make it a challenge for any skill level. But they're also saying the graphics lack detail, hit detection on some objects as, such as asteroids. Um, it seems to extend beyond the object itself uh, and resulting in some unexpected crashes so um, that's pretty true like it did have a little trouble with some of the some of the game um, Congo's Caper uh, there's a variety of the game they're saying but it doesn't have anything to do with Super Mario World and countless other games have done just as well <laughs> so they're kind of saying it's kind of blah which is kind of how we felt about it. Uh, Sim Earth provides a laboratory for exploring the evolution on Earth and other terrestrial planets. As a result, this is as much a learning tool as a game. A lot of information is available, but they're saying a lot of the icons are not representative of the function, which can lead to frustrating delays while searching the screen for the screen you want. The tiny tiles on the basic map screen are also different, difficult to understand. Mech Warrior. Mode 7 and graphics add to the realism. Plot unfolding at the, mer- the mercenary base adds depth to what why, is otherwise... I have to ask, why is Sim Earth like $10 more than Star Fox? I'm not... Because the manufacturers would set their own prices. It's kind of weird. I mean, Super Black Bass is $2.50 over. Oh, yeah, because... <laughs> yeah, you want to charge extra because it doesn't have an effects chip. And it's clearly yeah. so much more exciting uh, I mean, than Star just, Fox. 
It's weird. It's set by some executive somewhere, obviously. But, uh, Mech Warrior, uh, it's difficult to tell what effect you're having on enemy mechs and the condition of your own mech. The icon menus take time to get to used to. Um, with the super black ass, there's a good selection of lures, lots of information to help you choose a fishing hole, including water temperature and depth surrounding, uh, and a depth sounder and fish finder. The fish really seem to behave like fish. It's difficult, though, they're saying it's difficult <laughs> to get a sense of direction when you cast. The constant wave ripples on the screen can be fatiguing to your eyes after a half an hour or so. Um, <laughs> These fish don't feel pain either. <laughs> uh, there's a Vegas game, Vegas Stakes. Blah. There's a, and then let's see what they say about Pocky and Rocky. Um, rich graphics and precise game control plus a two-player simultaneous option are great features. The theme of the game is too simple and strange to add any value to the play. I don't know about that. That's not fair. It's just, um, you know, they didn't really probably understand the localization that happened, or I don't know exactly what happened there, but um, let's see. We have Street Combat. How dare uh, they say the theme of the game is too simple? You're fight your first stage and you're fighting a burger that spits <laughs> watermelon seeds at you. Come on. <laughs> With a raccoon. Uh, we, we have Cool World game on Super NES, which was an awesome movie in, in the very like strange vein of the nineties. Rich imaginative graphics. Wait a second, and a did you talk about Doomsday Warrior? We can go back to it. Uh, rich imaginative graphics and a great musical score. The action in Cool World though is confusing and goals are unclear and play control is awkward. In other words, right, it's poorly designed. <laughs> Take away Doomsday Warrior. Doomsday Warrior. Weird characters with unusual moves are featured in the Street Fighter 2 wannabe. Well, that's a great that's a great opening line. The seven characters look and animate well, but the but lack the coolness of Street Fighter 2. Good animation and some neat moves and a password save feature. The negative, boring backgrounds and inappropriate music add to the yawn factor. I wish it was inappropriate in like the bad way. I think they just mean it doesn't match what's going on on the screen. <laughs> it's not like they started playing Bauhaus or anything. Right. Fatal Fury, good graphics, look a lot like Street Fighter. Music sounds like something for an 8-bit. Whatever this game does, Street Fighter 2 does it better. That's funny. Uh, Yoshi's Cookie, uninspired graphics, but great challenge and movement. DuckTales 2, more of the same. That's <laughs> kind of what we were saying. <laughs> uh, these are pretty funny, whoever's doing these. Um, Kid Dracula, large characters and easy play control make for a game accessible for... To all characters, there are six special powers that the kid can learn at higher levels, such as flying or becoming invincible. Maybe not enough of a challenge for hardcore gamers. Yeah, who uh, needs to be hardcore? If it's simple chess. fun, let it be simple fun. Chess master, it's portable chess. <laughs> That's what they can say about it. <laughs> the best Joe and Mac. Portable it's Good. the best portable chess game around, with Gandalf on the cover. Good graphics and animation rival those of uh, for Joe and Mac. Of the NES, Super NES, good challenge, customized control button, but the background blur while ta while walking is severe, making it difficult to see approaching enemies. Top tennis, uh, the small characters on the screen can be tiring to watch. Lethal weapon, we're getting too old for this game. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, that would have been great if it did. Game it type, been great. <laughs> look at the game type. Side-scrolling action game based on the movie. Yeah, they've been using game that. type would yeah. be like te chess, tennis. 
or side scrolling. Yeah. Not side scrolling action game based on the movie. Well, they've used that in the past few months. They they yeah. have said when it's based on games and stuff, based on movies. Uh, big characters and high challenge. Poor hit detection though makes it difficult to land shots. On enemies, perspective is awkward, making accurate jumping difficult. And then the final is Ring Rage, which is uh, a wrestling ripoff. Um, good animation, play control highlights this tournament style fighting. Uh, limited number of moves and characters reduces the challenge. Like some other fighting games, you have just as much chance of winning if you simply mash the buttons. So, um, that wraps up all the, the scores. Uh, the, there's the chart here with the, the scores of the month. Uh, anything that comp- that really stands out? Seems like they like the graphics on Cool Sim World. Earth. <laughs> Sim Earth got roasted. Yeah, 2.8, 2.4, 3.1, 3.7. Star Fox is all slightly above 4. Uh, so it's not the super high ratings that they get, but they're you know giving it the standard Nintendo bump uh, of some, some great scores there. Um, Yoshi's Cookie... For a Nintendo game, it's actually scored pretty low in uh, the NES, at least. They're giving it only 3.1, 3.5, 3.7, and 3.3, so at least... Uh, it's doing better than Hit the Ice. Right, which is all in the twos. So, But that's pretty low for a Nintendo game, so at least they're being a little honest about it. Um, Kid top Cl- ranked tennis... Kid Clan is- did not uh, get too much love. Nope, and it shouldn't. <laughs> All right, um, so on to the pack watch. What do we have coming down the pipe? Uh, Arrow the Acrobat, uh, which obviously is his future game, so we'll have future coverage. I remember this game. It was a pretty fun platformer. Uh, graphics are good. Um, so, yeah, that's coming down the pipe at us from uh, Sunsoft. We have Super Turrican. I don't remember this game, but... Um, Rock you like a turrican. Here I am. Bow, bow. So it's some sort of uh, platforming, side-scrolling shooter. <laughs> and uh, remember when they said Yoshi's Cookie would have been great except the graphics were uninspired? Well, here comes some inspiration. Because now it's coming out on the SNES. Yeah. And it's not even made by Nintendo. It's made by Bulletproof Software. Why? Let's clear up a further misunderstanding. Why is Nintendo character feeling, appearing in a game by Bulletproof? Proof software? No, Yoshi's not been fired by Nintendo, <laughs> nor has even left to seek greener pastures. Precedent-shattering state of affairs came about because Yoshi's Cookie started life as BPS shooter, a BPS Super NES puzzle game called Hermetica. Nintendo liked the game so much that they bought the rights, 8-bit rights, and put Mario and Yoshi in it, while Bulletproof retained the 16-bit rights. So really, this game is the same as Nintendo game, Except it has more than 100 additional mind-bending puzzles provided by expert puzzle designer Alexei Pajitnov. The cookies also look yummier in 16-bit. That's funny. So they got the fucking Tetris guy behind this. Is that the Tetris guy? Yeah, Alexei Pajitnov. Okay. All right. So, uh, damn, this this should get a better review. Chemco is coming down the pipe with First Samurai, which is a pretty shitty-looking Super Nintendo game. Final Fantasy Adventure 2 is heading our way. You don't like that series, right? That's what? Not the, that's Look the at one this. That, this is Secret of Mana. That's one of the huh. best RPGs ever. They fucked up. Wait. Oh. This is Secret of Mana. Okay. 
Well, they Fantasy. labeled as Final Fantasy two, Adventure Two. Well, because Psychic. you you don't like the Final Fantasy Adventure series. You you're the one you you, you don't uh, enjoy that. Maybe there was right? Final Fantasy Legend. Final Fantasy oh, Adventure okay. was the one that was the prequel to uh, Secret of Mana, because we saw it and we noticed that there were enemies that looked like they were from Secret of Mana, because Final Fantasy Adventure Two is Secret of Mana. Oh, okay. When, I wonder if originally... Yeah, it's called Saiken Dentetsu, which is supposed to be like a Sacred Sword or Sacred Wind or something. No, a wind is Kame. Uh, yeah, so... Yeah, Saiken Dentetsu, which means like Sacred Sword. And yeah, Saiken Dentetsu, you're right. It's released in... It's a sequel to... Really, the first game was Final Fantasy Adventure. So, that's, that's weird. I guess that they changed the name... Uh, for the release, so yeah, it is. You're right. It is Secret of Mana. Okay. Yeah, it says the so. T- the title is not yet decided, and the version shown here is still in development. So but, yes, well, Secret of Mana is coming, and obviously that's clearly a great game. Sorry for game. the confusion. Yeah, that game was so fucking um, great. I mean, you and get I don't to, even like, you get to fight Santa Claus. Come on. I don't even like RPGs, and I like Secret of Mana. So, um, Evo from. Enix, not Square Enix, though apparently. Oh my god, you get is, to uh, you get to be a fucking wasp fighting what appears to be a uh, a an goat, iguana, a goat, a goat line iguana thing. I don't know. And then, oh, in a really terrible title, Civalian from JVC. It looks like some sort of space dragon. Yeah, it looks like Gradius. I don't know, but with Whatever, a dragon. Fuck it. And then another tennis game for Game Boy is coming. Jimmy Connors Pro Tennis Tour. I can't wait! Ugh. I can't wait to see John McEnroe's pro tennis tour with the with the with the punch out mid game, right? <laughs> and something called Sword of Hope, which just makes me not hope at all. And then pro Theo, sport hockey. Oh my god! Is, There's a screenshot of like this weird swampy piece of dung, and it says yeah. Theo strikes blop for one HP damage. So this Ugh. looks to be a, like a Dragon Warrior knockoff. Yep, on the Game Boy. So you can be bored on the go. All right, and then pro, <laughs> pro sport hockey uh, is coming your way for the NES, and because of course you're not playing NHL '93 on your Super Nintendo already or anything. And, and apparently but. you get to uh, play as Galactus, because there's this guy who's head to toe purple. <laughs> I, I don't know what's going on with that. Um, so and then pa- the Pack Watch update. Um, what else? Brett Hull hockey oh, seventh and seventh saga is one of, is the main is the first insert and yeah. seventh saga was god i mean like i like rpgs i fucking hated this game all right it well we'll get to that one we'll get to that when we get to the coverage i don't want to blow our wad so seventh saga is coming down it's our, more like our, it's more like a down. drizzle instead of a wad but you know yeah well, let's get to your hate when we're actually covering the game. Cause, <laughs> so, uh, apparently a bad RPG is coming our way, kids. Yay! Um, Run, Saber, Super Slam Dunk. Busyland. B-I-Z-Y-L-A-N-D. And it's like half uh, a screen we're looking at here. It's like... Yeah. I don't know what the fuck's going on. It's confusing. Uh, there's a cool little Claymation Claymates game that's coming, apparently. Oh, Bob. I remember playing Bob. That game was fun! Yep. Um, talking about the next page, though, Claymates um, is coming our way. It's some sort of, it looks like a Claymation Super Nintendo game. I remember Claymates. Uh, Those are the same guys that made uh, Clay Fighter, I believe. 
maybe I don't remember I'm not sure but uh, and, and then, then they're saying Micro opposes uh, PC game Civilization as being converted to Super NES because that game definitely needs a Super NES version play it on the PC people have thousands of hours in those games but it's a PC game alright um, what's Kendo Rage uh, some sort of fighting game I don't know let's see uh, I'm not seeing where it's written. We'll find out in the summer of 93, apparently. Apparently. All right. And then uh, next issue, uh, they're saying Batman Returns. So Batman Returns, that was the the second Tim Burton movie. Yeah. Right? Okay. Friggin' All Penguin, right. Danny DeVito Penguin. Michelle yeah. Pfeiffer, Catwoman. Uh, and we have Lost Vikings, which is another And Christopher games. Walken. Don't forget <laughs> Christopher Walken. The opposite of Christopher Reeve. <laughs> so. Uh, and then we have... <laughs> the, Lost, the Lost Vikings are coming our way. Eric the Swift, Olaf the Stout. Uh, Balog the Berserker have been abducted by aliens. Lost Vikings must use their skills to outwit, outwit their captives in this exciting and challenging game. I've heard this game is good. Uh, I might actually try to play a little bit of it before the next uh, issue, so here's to that. And then Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening. God damn, I love Again, this game. We'll, and we'll get to that when we're in the coverage. And uh, NES, I know you hate me right now, but we gotta we gotta save we gotta save that for the issue. Come on, Mike. Yeah. All right, and then uh, Kirby's Adventure Nightmare in Dreamland. Um, again, NES. Just, there's really solid games, but nobody's playing them. Um, but I, I I actually have pl- I think played an old version of that, and it's it's really fun. So uh, we're gonna have some some coverage there. Uh, then there's some coupon. Oh, we have the the playing power trading cards. The guy who scanned it in got Act Razor, Bionic C- Commando, Kickle Cubicle. Uh, Desert Strike, Return to the Golf, Gargoyles Quest 2, and Pac-Man in his set. Um, and then it came with some power certificates. Uh, there's $5 off either Firepower 2000 or Roadrunner's Death Valley Rally for the Super NES. What? $4 <sighs> off RC Program 2 for the NES. What? Or $3 off uh, Looney Tunes for the Game Boy. Eh, I mean, sure, fine. I, 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 can, I can save $60 and not buy any of them. Yeah, I could save a lot of money by not buying any of those. Um, so, yeah. Uh, and then they have some coverage here of the uh, people that won the Mario Paint contest. And there's actually some pretty cool stuff through here. <laughs> Stephen D. Miller of Tucson, Arizona, won. Uh, we're absolutely blown away by the concept, editing, expertise, and overall artistic ta- talent displayed by Steve's entry. The photos here do not do it justice. Must be seen and heard. <laughs> Oh my god, we get to see apparently Rudolph uh, delivering kids to delivering presents to all the good boys and girls in Chernobyl. Because <laughs> he's wearing a hazmat suit. Although, one of the short one one was a short story that used the music comp capabilities of Mario Paint. Steven's work was nothing short of fabulous. So it looks like he did some short form animation using Mario Paint and submitted it. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they yeah, have like a a radioactively uh, decor Rudolph. You've got some sort of Speedy Gonzalez mouse. visiting mouse, yeah, visiting Mount Rushmore, and a, and an old West saloon by the doors he's going through. And then there's like Sully a baby from Martian. Uh, yeah, baby. Uh, yeah, Mike from uh, 
Monsters Mike Inc. from Monsters Inc. Yeah, baby, baby monster Martian looking thing with a candy bar in its hands. I think they fucking stole Mike from this guy. Pixar has <laughs> this kid money. Maybe. But, uh, and then there's second prize winners. They go through a bunch of people that illustrated different things. There's a guy that illustrated, uh, Mario Paint's box in Mario Paint. That's pretty clever. <laughs> That's lots of uh, fucking meta. So Greg Samsonow, you rock. Uh, we have someone that kind of ripped the Batmobile and the image. logo. I mean, this yeah, was that's pretty epic. Yeah, it's pretty. It's good, but it feels like he just traced it over from like an advertisement or something. It starts to degrade a little bit as we got uh, Derpy Warrior, Dragon Warrior yeah. with the uh, derp right. eyes. This cat good armor. Derek good Duncan. armor though. Look at this ninja cat that Derek Duncan did from Columbus, Ohio. That's pretty badass, actually. <laughs> There's a real derpy Mario from Adam Styles. Someone did Roadrunner. Uh, Jason Burkett of Alexandria, Virginia. Get to Adam's see Mario, Mario and Luigi a... reading the newspaper. Koopa's at it again. So this guy did a newspaper in yeah. Mario Paint. Props, That's pretty good. Props to Andrew R. Langloy from Warwick, and, uh, Rhode Island. Frank Fitzgerald of New York, New York, did this really cool meta where like he illustrated an artistic like desk, and then someone that had drawn on it. Uh, it looks like I don't know what that is, like an archway or something like that. But the fact they did like a cup and a pen and everything else too, like an artist Ugh. would be leaving. That was, and that's Christopher cool. Evans did a yeah. fantastic ver- Spider-Man Spider-Man shot, and it's like classic '90s Spider-Man where he's like, you know, like like almost like yeah. Uh, what, what what kind of pose would Spider-Man be in besides uh, categorically distinctly nineties? Well, he's just it's, his le- his legs coming forward, like the perspective of his leg is is coming at you, and he's swinging towards the screen. It's so. like he's like bringing his 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 leg is going back so that his foot is on the same plane as his head. Yeah. While shooting a web out, while grabbing a strand, but it's not like a straight line. It's like yeah. entangled webby mesh. Which yep. was fucking great, and then uh, another guy showed uh, a Ninja Turtle, and right, then... and then we finally we have Maxime Mercier of Latouque, Quebec, who did Nestor and uh, a dog of some sort. I don't know if I've seen that dog anywhere, but a dog wearing a bandana. That's a pretty good Nestor actually, with a balloon kind of behind him. So obviously pandering to the to the judges to a certain extent and it's obviously a girl dog so i think maxime is injecting herself as the dog because <laughs> she's a furry yep that might be the case anyway uh and then we have the final the back cover nintendo players first nintendo players come first which means we take time to make our video games better than great we make them awesome we take we push our software limits and beyond we take you to the kind of service you won't find anywhere else in, in the world and we take time to make our system so good they set the standard for quality entertainment. Oh, they did. Worldwide. For, to be the best, you've got to be first with the people who count. The players. So they maybe do. Nintendo should take a note of this uh, cover and like um, kind of honor that with their current stuff instead of the <laughs> shit they're pushing out. But So that brings us to the end of yet another issue and yet another week. Uh, thank you for going on this long journey with us. Uh, we uh, we strive to bring you only the best in no preparation reading, and we end up Nintendo and we Power. end up with this. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that, that brings us to the end. As Ben mentioned before, uh, please, if you could, go find us on iTunes or um, any of the other services and leave a review. iTunes is probably the best way to leave a review with us, though. Uh, it helps us with our rankings. 
Um, and uh, if you need to reach out to us, the best way is probably the Facebook group. Uh, but uh, we all we all check that pretty uh, religiously. Um, we're also on Twitter at Get the Power eighty eight, uh, and our website is the Playing with Power www.playingwithpowerpodcast.com. Uh, dot com. And uh, then if you have a couple a... extra couple extra bucks to throw our way. Uh, we are on Patreon uh, at uh, p- patreon.com backslash uh, playing with power. Um, any money that comes our way helps us um, with the fees and production. Uh, we, we we're paying for our own hosting and everything like yep. that with the podcast. So and anything if, you send our way is help. Is, is, yeah, is we can get a uh, a much better website, YouTube channel. Well, we got a YouTube channel, but we can get stuff to put on it, yep. or we can just create our comf. I'm not mm. letting that go. That is right. a goal. We are going to have the adventures of Hitler, or maybe, the Tanuki, maybe more and the Derp Whale. Maybe more realistically, we might. He might help us uh, meet up, go to a conference or something like that. I don't know. We have a lot of plans, um, and any money you can contribute to that would be greatly appreciated. It's not expected, but yeah. uh, what or, you can do to help. Or we can like save up travel and like go to your area or whatever. Yeah, we can come like visit you, like punch you in the face or something, whatever you want. <laughs> I'll I'll freaking drive somewhere and punch a punch a listener. I don't care. But All right, anyway. Ben will kiss you on the butthole. Yeah, chocolate thunder. You can get a visit. <laughs> he will give you a Hershey kiss. <laughs> so for the low for the low low price of free. Um. Anyway, so uh, I think that wraps up uh, yet another crazy depraved. Uh, issue of playing with power, you're uh, you're you're uh, enjoying this. Hopefully, you're enjoying this uh, depraved journey with us. And uh, I know we're slowly descending into madness. And to at so. least one fan who's wondering, where's the taste test? Well, uh, Brandon's working on it. If once he can actually have a conversation with me, that doesn't result in him breaking up, and he doesn't know that he's walked out of the Wi-Fi range of the gas station that he's squatting in. Then we can bring you more quality, improvised entertainment sketches and reviews. Yeah, hopefully we can get that taken care of in the near future. But until then, we'll uh, keep pop- popping out the uh, regular issues as as uh, as you're used to. So uh, don't worry, we'll, nothing's going to stop with the with the main source of uh, Nintendo Powers here. We're going to keep chugging along. So. Oh, also, if you have any issues <coughs> beyond, say, one thir- uh, 140, please get us scans, or if you want to send stuff or send issues to us. I, to, thought, it, uh, I thought it stopped. Yeah. So if you have your own, if you have your own they, scans. No, like, I think they stopped publishing after 140, like... No, they had like 225. They had like 225. I have Emu Paradise up to like the mid 160s, some of them. Yeah, so. but but it's it's scattered. Yeah, we only have reliably well, we'll cross at 142. That. We're only at 47 and we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. I like to um, be prepared rather than be like, well, it turns out we have like one issue left, so maybe you can start donating well, fans. Eventually we'll hit that point and we'll figure out what we're going to do at that time. So, anyway, thank okay. you for your... If you donate to the Patreon, we can buy them on eBay. Thank you for joining us yet again. Thank you for your time. It's always a pleasure to, to share our time with you. Uh, I think that wraps it up for yep. this week. So, I'm John. And I'm Mike. And now you're playing with power.
entertainment system. Now you're playing 